Welcome to Courtside with Kemper with Thundering Herd women's basketball head coach, Tony Kemper. Wheeler, working against Danielson, drives in, gets the floater over top of Nelson, and one, she'll go to the line. Colclaw with the left hook, got it. Kennedy Colclaw with eight of the 14 for the Herd. Three on the clock, Wheeler, mid-range, elbow jumper, good at the buzzer. Welcome to Courtside with Kemper with Marshall Women's Basketball Head Coach Tony Kemper. I'm your host, Andrew Rogers. The Marshall Women's Basketball team is coming off a Sunday loss on the road against St. Bonaventure by a final score of 50-47. and now sets its focus toward its final home non-conference matchup against Alderson Bradas. I just want to start, obviously, focusing on that first quarter. Another good start, especially on both ends. Uh, St. Bonaventure doesn't score for almost the first six and a half minutes there. So what really worked well, especially defensively and really offensively in that first quarter to get off to another good start? This was the best that our team has been in a defensive scheme this year. I mean, they I say that. We were pretty good at Purdue um, as well. I mean, Purdue was a tough team to guard, and we we were kind of different in what we did there in our, our our team did a nice job there, but, you know, we knew that Asian A. Johnson was a challenge and, um, you know, kind of picking up tendencies on film. We thought we could kind of back off of her and try to really contain and and probably get her slowed down. And uh, our team was patient with it in the first quarter and they didn't make shots. So, you know, you play in percentages to a certain degree and that worked early on. We got off to a good start. So, um, it's good execution at the end of the day. And, you know, for the most part, honestly, the, the whole game, I mean, they scored 50 points. So our defense was fine. It wasn't a defensive problem. You know, they, they did get going, but you're not going to hold a team scoreless all day. The ones that we, even when Asian Egg got, got rolling, we basically, most of those possessions were doing the correct thing. She, we just knew what we were going to give up and, um, if she started to make some, then maybe we had to adjust, which we did. We went to a bigger Kia Civils on her, and uh, you know that kind of blunted her again. And then she made a couple plays down the stretch. So good execution of a game plan, and you know, and, and that was a good step forward. We we were pretty disappointed with our defense at Coppin State. It definitely improved. It was kind of much of the same really in that second quarter, and then St. Bonaventure kind of flipped the script there in the third, holding you guys to only eight points, and they put up, I think, over 20 outscoring you guys uh, and taking the lead into the fourth quarter there. So what kind of change in that third quarter at a halftime allowed them to get some momentum and get defensive stops? Well, I, I mean, I, I credit Asian A. Johnson. I mean, she was tremendous. And some players have a switch, and she flipped it and and got them back in the game. And, I, you know, crediting our players, I, I think Savannah Wheeler was really good in the first half. So um, our one of our really good ones – goes for whatever she had, 12 or something like that in the first half. And, you know, everybody thinks that we're we're playing well. And then um, maybe that dries up a little bit, which it's hard to go at that pace. I mean, um, it's hard to average 24 a game. She does – she scores a lot for us. But, um, you know, we don't quite get the production on our end and their good player gets going. And then pretty soon you look up and it's a tight game on the road and probably what we expected. Um, you know, when you look at it, I figured it would take 40 minutes to get it done. And, um, but I, I think Asian A. Johnson deserves the credit for um, really being productive and kind of taking over the game in a period of time there. And I thought she did it in the third quarter to get him back in it. And I thought she was really good at the end of the game, too. I think she took a charge on a play that was open and 
you know, maybe did just enough either shooting or passing to get him over the hump. I was watching and listening to, to yesterday's game, and it, it, it seems like you've talked about, too, in the past couple of games that sometimes teams push you off the spot when you want to run an offensive set, but it seemed like you guys got to your spots for the most part and wanting to run the play, but what was uh, not working as well in that second half and maybe even particularly that fourth quarter on offense? Well, we just didn't finish plays. I mean, when you go back and look at it, I wouldn't call them point-blank layups, but we had a lot of layups that were shots that – we're capable of making and we shot a low percentage on those and um, you know, 50% on a layup, a one-on-one layup where you have an angle, that's a low percentage on that shot. And I don't even think we're at 50%, but I'm just saying, I, I understand you're not going to make a hundred percent of those, but um, we did get the ball to spots that, um, that I was okay with um, probably enough to score 60 or something like that. Maybe not enough to score 80, but, um, we should have had a bigger number than 47. So I think that there's stress in there. There's a lot of frustration with, with how we're playing as a group and individually. And, um, you know, I think that's the, that is the hardest thing to, to get out of there. They have to have success to feel good about it. And, and right now we're really, really pressing, you know, we're just not a confident group. And so, you know, we're trying to work our way out of that. And, and I, I do think that, the game yesterday was a step forward. I mean, you know, it was a step forward and with what we're dealing with. I thought we were tougher in the fourth quarter when we need to be, you know, and I told them that after the game that when the going, you know, when the moment happened against Coppin State, basically they scored every time and we scored no more. And last last night it wasn't that way. I mean, we just I, – I don't – they ended up with one more basket than us. We missed one with, what, four seconds to go or something like that. And – we had to foul, and the the shot we got was in the paint right at the rim. Sometimes those go in, and sometimes they don't. You said after the game, too, that uh, in the fourth quarter that you guys need to be a little bit more mentally tough late in ball games. Does that kind of go with confidence? Yeah, I, you know, I, I just think the part that we're lacking right now is basketball is a game of you got to enjoy the the stage, so to speak, the pressure of their, they just hit one. And this is the this is the joy of this game. Like maybe we even guarded them exactly how we wanted to, and she made it. And now we get to go do the same thing. And I think we got to release some of that and enjoy the competitive nature of basketball and enjoy the big moment and want the ball. And you know, I just kind of talked about right now. I feel like we're hoping that it goes in, and um, we got to flip the switch on that. Like we you can't hope it goes in; you have to make it happen. And you know, I, I do know that I think over the last couple of games progressing, I think we we executed better on the offensive end at the end of that game yesterday. Now the last thing we have to get them in the basket, you know, and, and that's uh, in a way I hate it for our kids. I, I wish they, I wish it went easy for them and, and uh, we were feeling good, but we don't. And it's probably okay if we can punch through this moment to be going through this right now. You know, I, I know that, I know that this is a better basketball team. The the people in there, it's a better basketball team than what people think we are. And um, I've got to get them focused on the correct stuff. I've got to find a way to help them build confidence. They've got to take some of that on their own. And, uh, you know, I, I know that they're resilient in what they're trying to get done as a group. And, and hopefully we can move, move it forward, little at a time.
You know, it's not going to happen overnight. We're not going to snap our fingers and everything's going to be solved. Brianna Furby made her first start here at Marshall in, in this game. What sparked the lineup change and just kind of the thought process there and in inserting her into the lineup? She's given us a consistent scoring punch. And, um, you know, over time, I, I maybe felt like Kia might be a little bit better off the bench as well. It's kind of twofold thing. And, and um, you know, early in the game, it looked like it was right. Um Bree didn't have a great second half or, you know, kind of past the first quarter, a quarter and a half. Um, Kia was really impacted us yesterday and um, she got injured on a tough, tough play. I thought it was, uh, you know, I think it's the right move going forward, I guess, right now. And we've got a lot of players I think that can impact. I thought Ari Redmond was really good yesterday. Um, We needed her to step up. That's been a position where I've really been, um, trying to find somebody, and, and she took a step forward yesterday. So I thought Kia did the same thing. Yeah, I want to ask you about uh, Redmond, her probably best performance since she's been here with you guys uh, at Marshall. And this is another opportunity where another impact player off the bench, a role player, has stepped up. That seems to be a growing theme throughout this non-conference schedule. What did you see from her that made her uh, kind of excel? And is this maybe something you've seen from her in practice or just recruiting and getting her here, is that something that you've kind of seen from her and she just kind of burst onto the scene there? Well, she, I mean, we, we felt like we were getting a good player when we got her. And, um, you know, unfortunately kind of shortly after we got her, um, out of high school, she blew her ACL. And then last year at the beginning of the year, she did it again. And so we, you know, she's had to endure a lot to get to where she is right now. I think you see times you look out there and she's got her hands on her knees and I ask her if she's okay. And that's just recovery right now. It's what it looks like. You know, it's, it's uh, not easy to play explode for 21 minutes, basically still. And those injuries are difficult to come back from. It takes them uh, probably a year or so to get back. She's kind of close to that line right now. Um, But, you know, she's a player with a lot of skills. I think she's a really smart basketball player, which you see that schematically she should be, good right now and continue to develop in, in those, you know, frames. Um, and then she can make some shots and, you know, she made the biggest shot of the game. I thought yesterday when we, they got us up four and, and we were searching for somebody to make a shot and she hit a three on the wing. That was, uh, that was just massive. And, um, you know, kind of woke us up a little bit. I felt like it kind of got us, got our shoulders back and got us competing again. And, um, you know, it was it was huge, and I, I wish we could have got over the hump because I think, um, I think that was a really key moment for him. I thought I thought she reset our minds and got us got us playing again. And so for a freshman to do that, really her first real action, um, I think is a good first step. But she's got to stay hungry. You know, she's got a long way to go, and hopefully she understands that. Moving forward now, you've got all the Colorado's here at home uh, to kind of wrap up non-conference play in the home portion of the uh, schedule. How important is a game like this? Obviously, losing four straight games, but sitting at a three and four record, you guys could easily be five and two, six and one uh, if some of these games go the other direction. So how important is a game like this to just kind of get right, reset the button here, get another victory, and then try to focus on getting a couple of other wins to end non-conference play? Well, I I think it's very important to be at home again. You know, and, uh, you know, I want all that stuff to come come true. We have to play well. You know, I mean, I, I, it doesn't matter. Um, we doesn't matter home, away, whatever. We need to come in here and we need we need to get back to doing the things that we're capable of doing. So Alderson Broadus gives us the next opportunity to do that. They'll be uh, they will 
be tough in terms of like structure and stuff. They, they will come in here and they're going to let it rip. They, if you look at their scoring, they, they can really score the ball at times and um, they, they won't be afraid to let it fly. And sometimes that is kind of the most difficult challenge is, um, you know, when, when there's less structure and, and, uh, and things like that, sometimes it can get, it can get away from you on the defense because you don't know where people are going to be. Um, you can't expect shots and different things like that. So our team needs to be ready. And I think they will be, I, I think that, uh, you know, we took a step forward on that stuff last night. You know, I know how I feel. And I, I think that, uh, I think that that's a theme in our locker room that, you know, we're trying to get it right. And hopefully it starts Wednesday. Coach, thanks again for the time. Good luck on Wednesday. Thank you, sir. Remember, throughout the women's college basketball season, courtside with Kemper will air 30 minutes prior to tip-off of the first women's basketball game of each week. That does it for the sixth edition of Courtside with Kemper this season. Stay tuned because Alderson Broadus and Marshall is next. Thank you for listening to Courtside with Kemper with Thundering Herd women's basketball head coach, Tony Kemper. Thank you.